You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez, as always. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome to your Tuesday episode here at the Locked On Rams podcast. And boy, does this one feel good. It feels a little bit extra special because we are officially back into football mode. No, the games are not technically here just yet. But some of the Rams players, including the quarterbacks, as well as the rookies and some other players like defensive tackle Aaron Donald, for example, have arrived at training camp and have already undergone some of their press conferences, those introductory ones. And man, does it feel good to finally hear the reporters asking these guys questions and hearing some of the answers that we're getting out of these guys, as well as head coach Sean McVay, of course. So that's what this episode is going to be dedicated to. We're about two days out from training camp officially beginning for the Rams on the 28th of July. Obviously, I'm recording this on the 26th. You guys are probably listening to it sometime on the 27th. So we'll split the difference. We'll say it's one day away. Either way, we're really, really close, but there were some interesting comments from head coach Sean McVay, as well as other players. I mean, you heard from many players, not necessarily for the first time, but you know, in depth at their first training camp from guys like tight end Jacob Harris, wide receiver Tutu Atwell, linebacker Ernest Jones, defensive lineman Ernest Brown, all these different guys finally getting to talk. And I think the number one most interesting press conference, of course, was going to be the head coach, Sean McVay. And there was some good news on the horizon because Sean McVay was asked a question about the COVID vaccine, of course. I think it was probably the very first question, actually, that he got. And this is what he had to say in response to that question. And, of course, like I mentioned, it is good news. I get into the exact numbers, Jordan, but we are really close to 100% of our players having the vaccination. And so some of those guys are in the process of getting that started, you know, within the last week. Um, You know, Les, Reggie, Scott. Sandra Garcia, they've done such a good job of really helping, you know, give guys the opportunity to understand where we're coming from. But I think you do want to be understanding and respectful of everybody has an individual approach that, uh, you know, resonates with me and where you want to be empathetic to why they may feel good or why they might have concerns. But our guys have done a great job of, um, you know, kind of trying to, you know, educate us on their perspective. And and we've gotten close to 100% of our guys that are committed to doing that. This is obviously what you want to hear right now because. You know, you don't want all these outside distractions, and I'm always going to be a person who is a little bit more pro player than probably anyone else, so I don't necessarily think it's an issue if players don't want to get vaccinated, but of course, the more vaccinations you have, the less chances there is to get this whole COVID stuff to spread throughout the team, and we know the new rules with the NFL, I mean, you're probably going to lose your game checks. The other team's going to lose their game checks, which would obviously be horrendous for the players if an outbreak happened. And then your team has to forfeit the game, get a loss. Nobody wants to go through that. Of course, nobody wants to jeopardize the health of their teammates, their coaches, everyone else in that building. So it's obviously good to hear that the Rams currently have close to 100%. It sounds like I'm not really sure where that number is actually at maybe 90%, but it sounds like the entire coaching staff is fully bought in and fully vaxxed, which is obviously very good. 
But there is one bit of news which is a little bit weird because rookie wide receiver Tutu Atwell was placed on the COVID list. So I'm not 100% sure if that means that he got COVID or, you know, what the case is or if he has it right now or if he was around somebody that had it. I still don't even really know the nuances of this new list here, but he's there and he was talking to the press conference and to the reporters. So maybe he doesn't have it. I'm not 100% certain, but he was placed on that list. I figured that was probably important to at least highlight to you guys because, you know, that could mean that there's a possibility that he has it, maybe not. I'm not certain, but that is definitely one piece of news that we wanted to share. Now, there were some more interesting comments from Sean McVay, and the COVID one was not the most interesting one. I think the most interesting comment that he made was when he was asked about some of the other players on the roster, I guess at spots that are maybe a little bit more competitive right now in terms of who might win starting spots, the names that he mentioned. I mean, he mentioned guys like, for example, the edge rusher position, somebody like Justin Hollins, or you know, you look at the nickel cornerback position, somebody that I've highlighted multiple times over this offseason, David Long Jr. as a guy that stood out and has done a lot of good things. And then, of course, at the safety spot, the Rams lose John Johnson III, one of their best players, an elite safety in the NFL. And, you know, he obviously mentions all three safeties there, but it's very interesting to hear basically how he breaks this down. And this is what he had to say about that. And I think Justin Hollins has really inserted himself as a really good player opposite Leonard Floyd that has a versatile skill set. But our outside linebacker group outside of Floyd and then Hollins has, has done a lot of good things last year, but he's still an ascending player in terms of accumulating that experience. So that outside linebacker position is going to be something that we really look closely at. You're looking at a couple of the, you know, some of the deeper spots. I was really pleased with what David Long did at the corner. And then anytime you lose a player like John Johnson, you know that Taylor Rapp's done a lot of really good things, really excited about what Jordan Fuller did last year. And then I thought Terrell Burgess was just playing his best football when he ended up getting that ankle injury. But those are guys that you have a lot of confidence in what they can do, but then actually getting that tangible experience where now you're playing in these meaningful games that count, that's going to be the you know thing that I'm excited to see from those guys. Like I mentioned, this was very interesting because to specifically name certain players, I mean, it probably means that these guys are going to have first crack at replacing or winning some of these starting jobs. And, you know, we talked about it over the last few weeks. I think it was probably on an episode with Brad and I where, you know, we talked about who might replace this person or that person. And of course, that's safety. You expect all three guys between Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rapp, Terrell Burgess to factor in. And I think they're all going to get a lot of playing time. But it's the other positions that are maybe even more interesting because we don't know what's going to happen. You look at that nickel cornerback spot, like I mentioned, Long was a guy that I thought would probably get first crack at this job. But, you know, Dante Dion is somebody we have to think about. And of course, Robert Rochelle, the rookie, some of the other undrafted free agents, you can't really rule these guys out either. And it sounds like Long is going to have the first crack at that job, which makes sense. Like I said, that was what I expected. The one that's very interesting and sort of not necessarily out of left field, but not one that I expected was the edge rusher spot. Because as you guys probably remember, I thought Obonaya Okoronkwo Obo was going to be the guy that probably got first crack at that job. And I do think that he's one of the more talented players at that spot on the roster, but it sounds like Justin Hollins may get the first crack at that spot. And maybe that makes more sense because Hollins is a guy that I feel like is a little bit more versatile and a little bit more solid all the way around, as opposed to a guy like Oboe, who's maybe just a better pass rusher, but you don't want him out there on running downs. 
not 100% certain, but it's very interesting to hear Sean McVay kind of dive into some of these things. And I urge you guys, it's definitely worth your 15 or 18 minutes, however long it was, to go listen to the entire presser. There were plenty of things that we didn't cover in this segment, but you know, there's a lot of cool things that he talked about from you know the coaching staff as well as some of the new players and even talking about certain things like the running back room, which is what we're going to dive into the next segment. Some very interesting stuff that he dove into in terms of not wanting to add a veteran at the spot right now and what he thinks of Daryl Henderson moving forward. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked On Rams. The NFL season is right around the corner. And if you guys are into betting, I urge you to check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Bet Online. If you guys are looking for season-long odds, you know, who might win MVP, who might make the Super Bowl, all of these different types of odds, you should check out Bet Online. They have so much more than just that. They have you covered for all your odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, and of course, the NFL. Before the next snap, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Tuesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for coming back for this segment. And there were plenty of things for us to cover, which we're going to continue along with these press conferences prior to the Rams kicking off their 2021 training camp period. And I'm still diving into the Sean McVay comments because I felt like he had at least five or six different things that were super interesting in terms of his press conference. And one of them was, of course, the running back position, like I mentioned before the break. This is one of the more talked about spots for the Rams right now. And of course, we know Cam Akers, the former starting running back, I guess you can say, tore his Achilles. He's going to be out for the entire season. And that's really created a lot of discussion around this position in terms of, are the Rams set at this spot? Do they feel good about what they have on their roster? And how are they going to split up the work moving forward? Because we all expected Akers to be the guy, and not just the guy, but a true workhorse style of running back. So his injury is, of course, going to open up a lot of playing time, snaps, and opportunities for the remaining players on the roster. And that takes us into the discussion here. A lot of people on Twitter thought the Rams were going to go out of their way to add a free agent veteran, maybe an Adrian Peterson. A lot of people thought Todd Gurley for some reason was going to be a good option. Players like that that have done it, that could come in back to the Rams system for, you know, in Gurley's case or somebody else and start to handle some of that wear and tear from that running back spot. But he was specifically asked about Todd Gurley, I believe it was. And he said that right now that is not an option, the veteran route. And Todd Gurley, while he did a lot of good things for the franchise, of course, just was not an option right now. And I told you guys this last week, I think it was, just get over this one. I mean, it's not going to happen. It doesn't make sense to me. Not only the girly potential addition, but really any veteran running back in general, I thought was not going to be a great chance, but especially not the girly one, because I mean, this is a guy that the Rams literally paid tens of millions of dollars to not play for them. And of course he was a little bit sour about that. And then we got into the discussion of, you know, when are we going to pay the rest of that remaining contract? I forget what it was over. I think maybe the signing bonus and Todd Gurley was on Twitter kind of ribbing them about it, joking a little bit. But at the same time, you had guys like Clay Matthews, who was in a similar situation talking about 
they're going to pay me or we're going to sue. And that was a weird, weird situation. But I think it kind of portrayed where the Rams were in terms of their relationship with Todd Gurley. They did not end on a good note, of course. And I mean, he goes to Atlanta, has a terrible season and gets benched for Ito Smith. And that was, of course, under Raheem Morris's tutelage. How would they possibly be interested in that guy now? And why would Todd Gurley be interested in coming back to the Rams after the way they did him too? So that made no sense whatsoever. Some of the other veteran additions, I think, you know, you could have made a case for, but right now the Rams seem dead set on what they have. And of course, that's Daryl Henderson. Sean McVay talked about Daryl Henderson being the guy. And of course, ironically enough, my guy Brad Motter on last week's episode talked about Henderson is the guy, and we both agreed on that, but he made a good point saying the talent is not the issue. The availability is the potential issue here because Henderson has had his own injuries in the NFL, and can the Rams really rely on this guy to stay healthy for 17 weeks, plus however many games they make it into the playoffs, if they do? You know, this is a very hard position to last at when it comes to injury luck, so that was a great, great take by Brad, of course, and that's exactly what McVay talked about. He said, you know, there's no discussions about who's the running back one. Daryl Henderson is the guy. He's going to be a huge piece to the offense, and we've seen the talent last year. He specifically said, you know, you think back to the Buffalo Bills game, some of those red zone runs, or the Eagles game where he absolutely erupted, and talked about this is a guy that can play, and we hold him in a similar regard to a Cam Akers. The only issue is the availability and how can we prolong him to last throughout the season? And of course, again, that kind of brings us back to the same situation. How are they going to go about this position? And I don't know if there's anything to put into this kind of idea here, but McVay was talking about the backup running backs outside of Henderson. And in the order that he mentioned them was Raymond Calais, Jake Funk, Xavier Jones. So I'm not sure if we can put any stock into that or if it really means anything or that's just kind of the way it was. But maybe that's something to look out for. Maybe that's the way he sees the rotation going into camp. At the end of the day, though, it does not seem like the Rams are intent on adding a veteran running back right now. I tend to agree with them. I think they have a very talented roster. Daryl Henderson is the guy. And you only have to find guys that can spell him for certain amounts of time. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, the Rams need to find a guy that's going to touch the ball 15 times a game or a starter or something like that. We're talking about, can they find a guy that's going to come in and give him a breather for three or four snaps or a drive? Or can they find another guy that can step in and maybe pass protect a little bit to eat some of that wear and tear? Or maybe a goal line style back or another guy that can come in on certain third downs and run a route and just give him a break. We're talking about a change of pace, breather type of option, as opposed to where can we find a guy to spearhead our rushing attack The Rams feel like they have that in Daryl Henderson. I agree. I think everyone that watched Henderson play last year, and even as a rookie, which was obviously a very small sample size, was very impressed with what this guy can do with touches in the NFL. So it sounds like the Rams are happy with what they have right now. And of course, that's a good thing because at the end of the day, they're going to need to try and find a way to replace Cam Akers, whether that be with one player or multiple players. That remains to be seen, but... At the end of the day, Akers was a great player, and the Rams should find a way to be able to continue to produce as a running game without Akers going into 2021, and one of the ways that they may be able to do that is by passing the ball a little bit more often, which is why we're going to spend the final segment diving into the last interesting discussion, which was the press conference from tight end Jacob Harris that I want to dive into, and of course, 
Make sure to keep checking back in with us here throughout the rest of the week. We're going to keep you guys updated on everything there is to know about the Los Angeles Rams as they head to their training camp practices for 2021. If you guys have a car, I know you've went through it. The this doesn't work. That doesn't work. The car is not starting today. I don't know what's going on here. And then you go to your mechanic. Your mechanic gives you an insane price or something happens and they can't find this particular product that you need for your vehicle. You don't have to go through these troubles anymore. All you have to do is check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Rock Auto. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. We know right now is a great time to try and support family-owned businesses with the COVID stuff going on. If you're a person who likes to fix things yourself or you're a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check out Rock Auto. Go to their website. I promise you, if your car needs it, they probably have that in stock. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Beds podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this second episode of the week here at the Locked On Rams podcast. We are all systems go right now as we head towards the start and the kickoff of the 2021 training camp period for the Los Angeles Rams. And before we get to dive into all of that, we're finally getting our first look at some of these rookies, our first exposure to actually hearing these guys talk about what they did throughout the offseason, where they trained, what did they focus on. And I think one of the players that has already created a lot of buzz for the Rams and someone that I think a lot of fans are very interested in finding out more is tight end Jacob Harris. And as you heard, I said tight end, not wide receiver. Why that's interesting is because at UCF, in college, this guy played wide receiver. Now, his height and his size would suggest that he's a tight end, but he was lining up outside of the numbers. He was literally playing the wide receiver position, but I feel like everyone knew that at this point in time, when this guy got to the NFL, he was going to be a tight end, and that's obviously the case now with the Rams. So why this is interesting is because I think tight end is arguably, you know, outside of quarterback, the position that is hardest to transition to from college to the NFL. And that's obviously something to note because not only is Jacob Harris having to do, you know, that transition, but he's not just going from tight end in college to tight end in the NFL. He's going from a totally different position to a new one that he's never played before that is already notoriously hard to try and actually understand in the NFL and develop at. So he's behind the eight ball in that regard. And then when you double down the other idea that this guy started playing football a little bit later than most people did. It really starts to beg the question, can this guy contribute as a rookie? And I thought he did a really good job at breaking down how the differences or what the differences were from the receiver spot and what he actually looked for when he lined up there versus the tight end spot. And this is what he had to say. Most about learning the tight end position compared to playing wide receiver? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I guess I definitely you know reading reading the lines um, because at, at receiver you're only reading you know coverages, safeties, how the corners or DBs are playing you. But then at tight end it brings in a whole different aspect of now you got to read the front. Is it a five technique, six technique? You know different D line fronts. Um, you're reading 
how the linebackers are playing, you know, this three-man, four-man, are they zoning, are they manning? So there's a lot more that comes into play, but um, like I said, it's, it's great because it's just more knowledge to the game and more that I can span my mind. These are the kind of things I feel like more often than not, fans, you know, media, sometimes we don't really get to think about because, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are rookies. They have a lot going through their mind. Of course, they're trying to remember their plays and the playbooks and, you know, all these audibles and different types of coverages and schemes that defenses are running. But now this guy has to just totally learn a new position in the hardest league in the world. And why I think that's something to notice because, you know, we heard the minicamp talk, the OTAs talk about how this guy was standing out, how this guy could potentially be somebody to look out for in his rookie season. And he still could very well be, but... I think when we really take a step back, it's going to be hard for Jacob Harris to really separate himself and establish himself right now in games as a true contributor at that tight end spot, depending on where the Rams have him lining up. And if you guys recall, maybe a week or two ago, I picked Jacob Harris as my preseason star that wasn't really going to get a lot of run or make you know a huge contribution in his rookie campaign. Not because he's not a good player, but because I just think a lot of these odds are stacked against him. But I do think the Rams can still utilize this type of skill set. If we're talking about a guy that can run as fast as he can, that can jump as high as he can, that can go and grab the football in the air. I mean, if you can't find a way to make that work, that's sort of a you thing, right? I mean, this guy could absolutely contribute in a red zone type of contribution or you know when you need a first down or when you need somebody to stretch the field there shouldn't be too much thinking for him you know you just run straight and go get the ball at the end of the day they can put him in more favorable types of positions to be able to contribute a little bit as a rookie versus you know being able to actually put his hand in the dirt like Tyler Higby would for 60 snaps a game and really understand the tight end position snap after snap regardless of the scheme that they're lined up in or the formation or you know whatever his responsibility would be on that play. I think that's kind of just putting way too much on him and that's probably why he's going to be brought along a little bit slowly but still this is a guy that can absolutely, and I really do expect for him to stand out throughout these training camp practices as well as the preseason games because when you talk about just the intangibles and the athleticism, that kind of stuff plays. I mean, super fast, tall as hell, can fight for the football, knows how to separate. I mean, he was open a lot in college on his tape, so I'm super excited to see how this guy's going to transition to the NFL He has the potential to really be one of those huge steals, as people in the NFL would call it. I know we hear that term thrown around a lot, and it's almost lost its meaning to some degree, but this guy is seriously someone that I'm looking out for. I'm super excited to see what he can bring to the table and whether or not he can stand out in some of these training camp practices because this is definitely a big opportunity for him, Bryson Hopkins, and a lot of these other guys to eat up some of those snaps lost by Gerald Everett taking off in free agency. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode here at the Locked on Rams pod. Make sure to check back tomorrow for the official kickoff for the 2021 training camp period for the Los Angeles Rams. And throughout the rest of the week, we're going to keep you guys 100% updated on everything there is to know about training camp for the Rams. Just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QBsMEP and at LockedOnRams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.